We fund everything a tech hockey guide from listeners like you. You can show your support by becoming a patron at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Whether you're interested in question priority, access to patron-only Zoom chats with coaches and players, instat deep dives, extended versions of the podcast, unedited video or audio, early access or commercial-free listening, there's a level for you. We also now have 15% discounts off annual memberships with tiers ranging from $2 to $50 per month. Again, sign up at patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Fibke Dental is a general dentistry practice located in downtown Rhinelander, Wisconsin, home of the Hodag. Look online at fibkedental.com or find them on Facebook. They do pain-free dentistry for kids, adults, people that went to great schools, and people that ended up at Northern Michigan. Stop in and say hi between 8 and 5 and tell them THG sent you. That is F-I-E-B-K-E dental.com. A couple guys on Twitter were questioning me and then asking for my source so i just tweeted at perry and he said yeah we're awarding it to second place if that <laughs> tech hockey guide presents the chasing mcnaughton podcast covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha with your host tim brown rob gilreath Dustin Lindstrom and Matt Cavender. Welcome to episode 20 of season 5 of the Chasing McNaughton podcast, presented by Tech Hockey Guide and recorded from the state of hockey. I'm Tim Brown, your host, and I'm joined this week by Rob Gilreath. Hey, guys. And Matt Cavender. You already know who it is. This week, as we prepare for uh, Bowling Green to visit Michigan Tech this weekend, we reached out to the play by play voice of the Falcons, Kevin Peel. Did I get that right? Yes, yeah, I got to absolutely. ask you before on, we guys. started recording. <laughs> yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah, wish the best to both teams. I do just the home games in terms of the streams, but it's okay. going to be a, a lot of fun to see how it all pans out uh, up in Houghton this week. All right. Uh, let's see. This week we'll talk about uh, Bowling Green season thus far, prepare for the series uh, in Houghton against Bowling Green, uh, recap Michigan Tech's successful trip to Mankato, and probably touch on the state of the CCHA. Anything else I'm missing, guys? No, I think that sounds about right. Maybe Matt will have a positive word to say about uh, the Wild this week as uh, their goalie decided to buck the NHL and do whatever he wants and not get fined somehow after all I mean, my out. favorite story about the Wild this week is that they lost to the Red Wings and then fired their coach. That is unlimited ammo for me forever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I know you hate them. <sighs> whatever. But yeah, but yeah, definitely good on Flurry for that. But moving along. <laughs> all right. We'll take a brief message, or we'll take a break, listen to a little bit of thank you notes and a brief note from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right. Welcome back, Kevin. Do you pay any attention to uh, the walleye? I do, yeah. You do. Yeah, so they, how have uh, they been this year since since former Husky Pat Mickish took over as head coach? 
pretty solid start for the walleye actually this year. Now their main issue has been falling behind three, nothing in games a lot, <laughs> <laughs> but, but they're so talented that they rally. Uh, so they're, they're off to a strong start. I don't feel like they've really missed a beat. Bat Mickish is going to be a solid leader for them. Uh, and of course, uh, my background, I, I was a Red Wings and still am a Red Wings fan. So ultimately, <laughs> just tried to see if the uh, if the Wigs can can make that leap in a very, very difficult division. Ugh. Yeah, I'm a half-season yeah. ticket holder, and I'm very impressed with what I've seen so far. Have you managed to go to a game this season? No, uh-uh. no, I All typically right, so, am, am too tied up, yeah. So what I would say if you get a chance to go is that the new horn is just excellent. Like, uh they they used to be piping in like the old Joe Louis Arena horn and it just did not sound right. But the new horn mm-hmm. is excellent. But the best part for me is the new the new goal song with Eminem because <laughs> in my mind that is a Chelsea Dagger tier goal song where yeah. if you're cheering for the team that it's being played for, it is the greatest thing in the world. But if you're cheering for the other team, you want to turn that shit off immediately. What song yeah. do they check? song do they play? Um, it's the end of Without Me by Eminem. Okay. Nice. So I'll mute myself and try to find it real quick while we move <laughs> the topic, but it's right. it's so annoying that it's great. Yeah, I know. I, the only other thing I know right now about pro hockey is I saw Trenton Bliss, former Husky, got a hat trick, I believe, last week sometime. And he's mm-hmm. third on the team in points right now. Looks For like the walleye. Goals. Yeah, yeah, for the walleye. Yep, Trenton's been doing great for the walleye. Yeah. Absolutely, of course. Brandon Hawk is still going strong there, leading the way. He's yep. a former Falcon. They there's Falcons everywhere, all over that team. Uh, Sam Craggs is on that team uh, as well, and has been off to a great start. There's yeah, there's BG guys everywhere right now on the walleye. <laughs> just the one husky that I can see. Yes, just one. <laughs> Did you find the song, Matt? What was that? Did you find the song? I'm almost there. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about, Kevin? Otherwise, we can probably wrap up your part and talk about just tech for a while. Well, no, I I appreciate uh, getting introduced to the to the podcast, being a part of it. This is uh, this has been a lot of fun, guys. It's uh, it's great content. Now it's gives me something to certainly uh, look ahead to every week here and tuning in and seeing kind of who the featured uh, featured guests are. So I'm excited to to tune in and. You know, I'm I'm very excited for this series ahead. I'm very excited for, you know, both series of Michigan Tech. You know, it's a great rivalry, as you know, already, and as we know. But, uh, yeah, a little extra to it this year, I think. So it's going to be very, <laughs> very intriguing to to follow. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for, thanks for jumping yeah, thanks on. For joining us. Anything you want to plug or anything? Oh, uh, no, not in particular. I mean, I would say uh, you guys are going to handle the, the stream this weekend, uh, too. Uh, so, I mean, the, the cool thing, hopefully, is, you know, the students get, still getting experience. So, you know, I know at times the, the BG guys, uh, the, the students are still going to be trying to call the games and, and having a good time. So you'll hear me on the TV uh, broadcast, but but the students, too. Um, we'll see how they how they pan out. I hope that they can enjoy those trips, you know, have the opportunity to go to the Michigan Techs, the Northern Michigans, because they're they're a special place to be for sure on the road. Oh, cool. Well, yeah, thanks for joining us, Kevin. It's been great catching up or talking to you for the first time. Um, yes. We can thank Perry for giving me your contact information because yeah. I was like trying to figure out who writes about it for the Blade, but their site has too many like 
ad blocker pop-up things for me to <laughs> even scroll yes, long do. enough to see who the so who, to see to who wrote the article and then when i finally did see who wrote the articles it just said like school report or staff report or something i'm like okay so i found michael burrell burwell and then uh-huh. asked him about it and he's like yeah i'm still busy with football and yeah <laughs> and other yeah. stuff so i'm not really into hockey yet till football's over so yeah, football. Uh, you gave a big your name right as one now. of the voters, and I'm like, all right, we'll we'll ask him. So, thanks yeah, for coming on. A it big turned out thing good. right now. Yeah. It is. Wish us luck. A bowl, a bowl especially in Ohio. Here. You know, I'm I'm sure Bethlin would would love for me to mention that Ohio State lost this weekend in football. <laughs> they did. They did. <laughs> so I saw I saw I I saw a nice sign um, that ranked the days of the week. Or best best to worst days, and and it started off with uh, Friday, I think, or was it Saturday, Friday, Sunday, Thursday, Wednesday, Tuesday, Monday, and then uh, six feet of crap, and then is it uh, Ryan Day? Was at the bottom yeah. of the sign? Yeah, that was yeah. a nice Michigan sign I saw this weekend. So, yes, yeah, plenty of it out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thanks, guys. I appreciate yep. you having me. Yep, thanks yeah, for thanks, coming. Nice to have you. you. Enjoy the games this weekend. Hopefully not as much as we do. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you in the market for insurance? Have your rates for home, auto, boat, or more been increasing way beyond inflation? If so, maybe it's time you spoke with Aaron Piedela and the team at Arcadia Insurance Group, serving Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, and more. Who better to serve you than a former Michigan Tech player? For more information, call 866-511-1069 or go to ArcadiaAgency.com. Do you work in manufacturing, product design, or product development? Is your business trying to improve efficiency while also producing at scale? Livonia Technical Services can help. They provide world-class quality improvement training and consulting for failure modes and effect analysis, product development, and cost reduction. All things that could help Northern Michigan assemble a competent defense. If you think your business could use a prevention mindset and reduce manufacturing costs, a partnership with Livonia Technical Services might be right for you. Check them out at livoniatech.net. That's L-I-V-O-N-I-A tech dot net. Might as well pivot right into the Mankato series with that comment, because one of the things that I found interesting was the the goal to make it 3-2 on Saturday night get to get uh, Mankato back within one happened and Tech called the timeout. And I was shocked that they didn't play Olay the whole time. Because they had just oh, scored sure. to get within yeah, one. Just keep, just keep and I could have swore when we were there, Rob, that they did that. Where they played I don't remember for that game. Ever. That game is a blur of <laughs> redonkulous emotions. But that... I was just shocked that they that, <laughs> that 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 they let the timeout take the crowd out of it instead of just playing Olay the whole time because they had just scored. Um, not that we shouldn't talk about the rest of that game first, but like 
yeah you mentioned the goal song and and Olay bugs yeah, the crap out of me but like i was really shocked that the that the arena chose not to just keep the crowd rocking for that whole minute of a timeout yeah i absolutely agree with that because what i was what i said in the chat and i noticed this right away i was like regardless of how this call goes i thought that was a really strategic time to call for a review from joe because he, like well it wasn't no a matter review what, there or it was just a timeout with, oh yeah uh, it was yeah that one was just a timeout on that one on friday he called the review for something right offsides all right i'm getting the mixed goals? up then yep. but yeah yep. that was that was one i also they just didn't seem to do too much for the crowd in that one either and i was like all joe just in one fell swoop just like took the wind out of the sails of yeah. the crowd and that's and i also heard you guys yeah. watching on flow didn't get much crowd noise from we did not know like from, we were it from was the mankato broadcast right it was very interesting because um we were able to get a good amount of like ice noise like we got to hear we 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 could hear passes being made and like shots being taken <laughs> but it sounded like a library to us which i as i understand it is not how it was when you're there yeah i don't i mean i don't think it was a ruckus crowd by any means you know it's thanksgiving week sure but also there, there weren't like... a ton of fans there but like you guys couldn't even get the perception that they booed on the the no call on the when the two guys came together and they reviewed for a major penalty, which yeah, it's like I'm still not sure what should have been called because I'm not even sure the tech guy is technically the one who did the interfering. I, that was yeah. just two guys running into each other on the yeah, ice. Neither so of them. Yeah, that it's just not happens. like yeah. It's not like it seemed, it seemed like both of them were laser focused on the puck and didn't notice each other. And one and the Mankato guy took the better, bigger hit out of it because the tech guy was more stationary in the moment. That's my analysis as well. I don't think anyone's really at fault in that play. I think the refs made the right call. No, I agree. I, I did laugh. Um, I might as well bring this up now. So Saturday night I attended in person. After the first intermission, when I came back to my seat, after we bought all the kids ice cream, which thank you, uh, whatever the heck that Mankato, whatever, Mayo Clinic Event Center, whatever the heck it's called now. Thank you for bringing back ice cream to make my daughter happy. I'd rather <laughs> buy her ice cream than mini donuts any day of the week. Um, while I was out getting ice cream, David Cummings texted me that Andy Murray was sitting in my seat now. Uh, so when I got back up there, Andy Murray and whoever he was with had to scoot over a couple seats so that I could sit in my seat with, with my uh, family. And... Um, so I ended up sitting next to him for the second and third periods. And he had a good laugh about that five minute review saying that while the two tech fans told me that they think it was just, uh, just a random hit, no call, you know, like, and talking to some Mankato fans sitting behind us about it, you know, like how, ha ha ha. Of course the two tech guys think it's no call. And I was like, no, nah, I don't know. And then I, I told them what you guys on the discord kind of said, because you got to watch it more than we did, obviously not that you're. Yeah. Different. Uh, homers at all either but I think we try to be fair when we see that stuff and and I you know if we think we got away with something we're pretty fair I think about saying it um, so yeah that was just kind of fun um, I might as well drop this I might save this for the patrons only but uh, Andy Murray figured out who I was because I'm wearing the tech hockey guide hat and I was wearing my tech hockey guide sweatpants and he he's like you're the one that does the podcast that's a pretty good show I listen to it all the time and I was like huh <laughs> <laughs> Andy Murray, former NHL head coach. I know he's the father of a coach of tech, but like it was still kind of cool to to get that kind of feedback from Andy Murray himself that he like 
it's I think it's pretty cool to have an NHL coach, whether, you know, even if he's not doing that anymore, you know, give us props for doing a podcast about hockey, you know, like obviously I don't for think sure. we're huge on the X's and O's, but we do a pretty good job of talking. Hey, about we it. talked a little bit about it today. I, I asked know. specific penalty yep. kill questions. Yes. Even no, though no. I really know my hockey X's and no. O's real well, real well. But but yeah, I feel like and I'm then, the only one that's got like any X's and O's experience, and I still don't are. think I'm good at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but speaking of weird X's and O's, so the 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 tech got a power play with like what three minutes left on Saturday night. Uh that's when the booze really rained down from the Mankato fans because they were pissed for that call <laughs> to go against them after not getting the five minute major, not getting the interference. And there was other one other play in between there where a tech player and a Mankato player kind of collided and, and the Mankato player fell. But it was the same sort of thing where it wasn't like it was intentional by either guy. He just uh he just ended up being the one that fell. So they were kind of booing and complaining about the call and whatnot. But the weirdest thing to me about that power play was at least the last 15, 20 seconds of it. Mankato was cherry picking the whole time. It ended up being a four on three power play with uh with one of the tech defensemen falling back to the defensive blue line and uh and a Mankato player just kind of skating back and forth across that line, hoping to get an outlet pass if they could clear the zone somehow. Um didn't work, thankfully. And Michigan Tech was able to finally get a power play goal on uh, Saturday night and and you know, get up, get up two goals and hang on the win. Um, but yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen that. I know some people commented that they thought that uh, back in the Jamie Russell days that Chris Connor used to cheat a lot on the power or a penalty kill. And I don't really recall him. I don't remember him. I don't remember him like hanging out in the neutral zone, but I remember him no, like he just breaking as soon as the puck turned shit. over. Yeah. 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 He was just speedy little man. <laughs> yeah. I just, it felt more like as soon as the puck was, as soon as he got an instinct that the puck would be text to pass, he was gone. Yeah. Trying to, to make a break versus cherry picking like this was not that I blame Mankato in that situation because it feels like that, that might be their one chance to, to get the tying goal. Cause if, if they kill the penalty, they only have, I think, I think it was 55 seconds left in the game if they do kill it. Um, but I mean, they basically lost both games on a four on three penalty kill situation because that, that's what happened in overtime on Friday night too. So I don't know. What were your guys' thoughts on the games this weekend? I didn't get to watch too much of Friday's game. Uh, Friday's game, I could only watch the highlights of. I was up in the woods again with no reception. So yeah. I, I I downloaded the, the highlights on top of a ridge and, and watched when I went back down toward the swamp. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Depending on where I was walking. I, I know I didn't miss a whole lot in the middle because Tech scored on two of their first three shots to go up two nothing, and then slowly gave the lead away. I think they, I think they ended up giving up the tying goal with what seven eight minutes left in the third, and then winning it in overtime. Yeah, the Onik, OT was shot was at the very 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 end, end of yeah. the possibilities, and well, and then and one of the other Mosley interesting things sniped the roof pretty pretty well there. Yeah, one of the other interesting things was the uh, our Discord. One of the students was enjoying he must be ha- must have a stats class or something that he was doing visualizations of of different things and he keeps using Michigan Tech stats as his source material for practice so uh he was posting like uh how many goals Michigan Tech has 
for every, was it five or 10 minute segment of a period for the whole game? I forget how often he was breaking it up, but it basically showed that Michigan Tech has scored a lot more in the first period than the second or third, and the scoring seems to tend to wane as the game goes on, um, except for empty netters at the end. And and Michigan Tech kind of flipped that on their head this weekend with an overtime winner and then two goals in the third period. Um, you know, they scored early, but they also scored late this time. They didn't score much in the middle, but uh, it was kind of interesting to see how how that got flipped around a little bit uh, this weekend. And and uh, as uh, was mentioned on Twitter by other sources, this was the first time ever that Michigan Tech has swept a series in Mankato, even if it was a OT win. It's the first time they ever got two out of two wins, and the second time that I'm aware of that they ever got two win- wins in a weekend down there, including the uh, 2018 WCHA semifinals. Yeah, huge deal. I uh, made a point to talk about this today because a lot of times I feel like when we win, you don't talk about it enough. And like, I understand yeah. that we're dealing with a different Mankato team. We're dealing with, uh, you know, the bad man is in Wisconsin now when he took two of the bad people <laughs> with him. I get it. But in three, my mind, three, three of the three bad of, people, three of the bad people. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so it's just, you know, wins in Mankato have been hard to come by. And the Mavericks have been a pain in our ass for a long time. It felt really good to go into their building and walk out with two wins. Even if we left one point out there for me, like uh Maverick weekend in Mankato, that to me, that's historically been a weekend where I just write off all six points. And if we get any, I'm happy. The fact that we were able to go into Mankato and execute the game plan against the Minnesota state team. That's like starting to find its footing was really encouraging to me, especially given the start of the season. Yeah. And, and to build on that, I think the other thing to me that was really encouraging was the fact that Michigan Tech was able to come back after giving up the lead on Friday and then hold on Saturday, like hold on to that 2-1 lead, find a way to expand it to 3-1 before giving up the extra attacker goal uh, to make it 3-2. And they, they did a really good job overall of like keeping the crowd that did show up out of it. Um, the funnest part about the third period for me was uh, my, I guess, stepson, uh, couldn't help but constantly cheer the entire third period. Um, so we started teaching him different cheers because my daughter was getting kind of annoyed of doing Let's Go Huskies for like eight minutes straight. <laughs> and then and then they all joined in when we got the two goals on doing the uh, do it again, do it again. We liked it. And then we, we actually sibbed the goalie one time, uh, kind of lost my voice doing that and and Andy Murray got a good laugh when I made a comment about that. I remember why I don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to be the only person yelling the goalie's last name while everybody else actually does the Civ chant the way I wish Tech fans still did it. Um, and then uh, after the second goal, by the time we got to announce it, Mankato had already pulled their goalie. So I couldn't chant the I could I guess we could have done it and pointed at the bench. But instead of doing that, I went into better goalie and I think before we said it the third time Mankato had already scored and uh, David turned to me and he goes you jinx it I'm like well no that's the best goalie on the ice an empty net so far <laughs> nobody scored on the empty net all night yeah <laughs> so yeah that it was fun though a good time I didn't get a chance to see Cal I, I didn't see him so I'm not even sure he made the trek and maybe he doesn't necessarily travel all the time or maybe he didn't because it's hunting season <laughs> uh 
and he decided not to go. Uh, there was a couple guys sitting next to Dirk, but I couldn't tell who they are from across the rink. And then Dirk was uh, talking through through most of the intermission when I was be- was over there before I had to go back to the other side and watch. Um, but yeah, it was a fun trip. I got some poly eyes out of it, and then uh, got to watch a win in person. That was pretty good. Yeah, it's just all great stuff. It seemed like, uh, you know, even when Tech would get down, I was never really worried about them. I felt like a lot of times they were, like, controlling play and asserting their will on the situation, which is just very nice to see because historically we know this is a team that tends to, you know, for better or worse, play to their opponent. We've seen them play down. We've seen them play up, and it was nice to see them kind of, like, assert their game plan on both nights. It just seemed like both of them were kind of by the book. And it was just nice to see them going with a game plan, execute, and then really have not a whole lot more to nitpick on it. It was very, it was a very good team weekend, I thought. And I know you said get down, but but at the same time, they never trailed the whole weekend. They scored first both nights. They they allowed it to get tied up uh, on Friday. I don't think or Saturday they allowed it to get tied up at one one, and then they they fought back and got uh, more goals. So yeah, yeah it was I, it was a really good series. It was just nice to see them not fold after Mankato was able to score a goal to get the crowd into it and that kind of stuff. Yeah, and I misspoke, but you know they had that goal to take it to overtime, but yep. which is you know a huge deal that gives them a point. Yeah, but nice to see them not like have that go down a rabbit hole, especially in an opposing building when the energy is going the other way. They were able to pull out a last-second victory in one of the more exciting Tech games I've seen in a while. So, on the highlight reel, Rob, did they show the penalty that resulted in the power play in overtime? Uh, I don't remember. Okay. It was cold. Matt, what too. did you think of that? <laughs> did you think it should have been a penalty shot? The What did Discord I, oh, oh, the, I, I, I know what you're talking about. Now. I don't I, think... I didn't think it should have been a penalty shot, no. You didn't think so? Okay. I didn't think I, so, no. I personally think that if you're going to go watch it again now, if you're tripped when you're on a breakaway in overtime, I, if that's not a spot where you apply the shot, I guess I'm confused on when you do, because I feel like if I'm wrong here, Matt, but he, he dove, he gets the puck off the stick, then continues through him. Right. Like you think that's why that's why he's flat on the ice. There's no opportunity for a shot. He's not interrupting the shot at all during it. It so the, so the penalty itself happens I don't after know if the it's... puck is dislodged is what you're trying to say? Yeah, that's okay. the way I kind of look at it. Okay. I don't know if that's in any way actually the way the call should happen. And, that, but... and basically what we need to do is the next time we have Marco on, this, yeah, this we need to like ask a, him about question. that. Or Don, we need to ask him about that. Not that I disagree with the call. I just want to better understand the rule. I think I think yeah. I would assume that Michigan Tech would have preferred the penalty shot. Well, that's definitely what you... Joe said. Uh, did he? I don't know. I. It seemed uh, like he pulled the ref over. I might. I might yeah. be confusing because I was that watching with, a lot of hockey this weekend. Yeah. Well, what do you want? <laughs> Honestly, I. I. I'd rather take the four on three than the penalty shot. But you only get thirty seconds of it. I'd still take was... the four on three over the penalty shot. Would you? Look at, yeah, I, I think you got a better chance of thirty seconds of power play than you do with a penalty shot. I would I agree with if, you if there was two minutes left in overtime, but I wasn't sure with only being. We only uh, needed twenty four seconds, anyways. I think it were there was forty four <laughs> seconds left. Yeah. So yeah, I for me it depends on the team and with Michigan Tech, I would take the shot every time personally. Their power play is doing good, but I, <laughs> they are. But yeah, and and they I, haven't been great at penalty shots as a no, whole. No, no, uh, no. So I don't know. I don't know what you do, but are they better than twenty five percent on them? I don't know. It's hard to say. Um. 
I yeah, we so had that was interesting. I, I'd like to know what the rule is there versus what happened on that play. And maybe you're right, Rob, that the reason it wasn't called because it was clearly a break uh, a clean breakaway. He was in alone with two defenders behind him from the blue line in. So it, that part should be covered. But if you're right that he uh, uh hold on, it's not the one I'm thinking it was. It's okay. it's not the diving one. It's Could a... you throw these in the Slack real quick so I can make sure I have a more informed opinion instead of just spouting I stupid shit? Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Video URL at current time. I'm rewatching it now here. They don't show the detailed, uh, like the zoomed in replay. So it, it's honestly hard to even see what happens yeah. there. It's not the penalty I was thinking of because there's a penalty on the weekend where someone's in and like they slide across the room and it's a tripping. This isn't it. This is a slashing or something like that. Yeah. What well, was called hooking, um, but yeah, I don't see unless there unless the, well, the hook's is... high up on his shoulder. I think it's the yeah. Who gets the I call? Is he... it twenty two or the other guy? Uh, it says it's Brendan Olson. I don't know what number that is. Let me look here. Oh, it's got to be twenty two. Doesn't even get to him. It has to be the other guy. It's a hook yeah, up high 25. on his shoulder. Yeah. He, does he ever really even get a shot off at all? He doesn't. And if yeah. he gets hooked and doesn't, that should be a. Yeah, I, then, right? I honestly don't know the answer to these questions and <laughs> be a good one. This is a good example of one to, you know, we ought to like maybe grab three or four examples from the year and have a, have a, you know, an episode with, with Marco of, Hey, what, why did it go this way? Not that we're mad or that we're, no, we it's care more about just, understanding just, the rule. Yeah, just right? explain like, it. Yeah. Is it because, uh, by the, by the, impression of the ref it's not a clean break because of where 22 was when when they crossed the line or what i mean um, for me on this one he's he's clearly behind yeah everybody yeah I and, don't if know, 20, and if he wasn't yeah i i i don't quite understand why it's not a penalty shot in the end we don't care because we won anyway right <laughs> i do love the way he completely splits the d though Costco pretty just skates through everyone on that one it's a beauty of that yeah so yeah i um that was cool. Um, uh, Michigan Tech, is this the first time all year they've had two CCHA players of the week for the same week, I believe? Uh, I don't know. Or no, we got rookie and I thought we got two one other week. Um, but Mosley was recognized for forward and Campbell was, I think, defenseman or was he rookie? He was defenseman. Was he? Yep. That um, I know. I, I'm, I'm... I laugh. I kind of laughed at the Michigan Tech graphic. It's fine, but I laughed because they put like his graphic for player of the week said two goals, uh, nine shots. I was like, that's, I guess that you wanted to fill it with something, but I thought it was kind of funny that you include the the number of shots in there. And then uh, Campbell, I think was two assists and a plus three. And he was the, the first assist on, I believe the game winner on Saturday or Friday. One of them Saturday, Friday. I think he was, was he on Saturday too? He was, a, he, the, he assisted on Jack Work's goal on Saturday to make it two to one and the game winner on Friday for Mosley on the power play. And Isaac Gordon is freaking on fire. He had a goal each night. Uh Flash Gordon yeah. has continued to score and is leading the team right now. That's pretty cool. Um I know I was talking to uh Coach Murray a little bit about the team and you know, the big impression that I've gotten and I've said on the show a little bit is I think we just all underestimated the experience of the blue line and that seems to have worked itself out. Campbell seems to be comfortable now. Um, 
Getz is doing better now. So we, we've got more depth there, more comfort level with, uh, and Chase Pietel has found his footing. So like the, the blue line's a lot more solid than it was. We still need to work on that penalty kill and get that up. But thankfully we don't take a ton of penalties to put ourselves in a bad situation. And, and special teams were good this weekend. You know, Friday night they went uh, what one for four and didn't allow a power play goal. And then on Saturday, I think they were one for one with the only penalty being that that penalty in the third um, and held Mankato without a power play goal all weekend, 0 for 3. So that was a good weekend for special teams and, the, and a good weekend for, I thought, a pretty well-refed series. Um, I didn't pay attention to who it was, but it looks like it was Albers and Tyler Olson. Yeah, I didn't you know, watch I thought they, I thought they called a good there. series and didn't you know, impose themselves on the game. And I thought the teams played a pretty clean g- game overall. And, and it was fun to watch, honestly. Hmm. It was not what I expected to see from results. You know, like I said, being off and not able to watch them, I did not expect to come out and see two wins. That's That wasn't that wasn't what I thought <laughs> I was going to see missing the games this weekend. So pleasantly surprised to see that, you know, things are turning around the way they are. It's awesome. Yeah, it was it was honestly a, a, a nice surprise to to go in there and get two wins no matter how they did it. Um, find a way to score three goals each night and only give up two. It'd be nice if uh, that goaltending could get a little better. I do wonder how much, I said this on the Discord, I do wonder how much the goaltending is affected by by not having a voice like Jamie Phillips around this year. It's hard not to look at that and just wonder um, if, if things are a little more volatile there now without yeah. having that goalie coach voice that isn't the head coach. I've definitely wondered the same thing. Like, uh, you know, Jamie is still making uh, influencer content uh, in terms of being a goaltender coach. And just the way that he can see the game and help others see the game. Like, just following him on Instagram has opened my mind to, like, what goaltending is as a position. I can't imagine what it's like to have that guy watching you, telling you what you need to do to get better and how much that would improve your game. I feel like that's got to be some kind of factor you know yep and it it does seem like he he had a really good handle on on the goaltending situation not to take anything away from blake himself exactly Um, yeah like we all know that blake is he's blake he's the you know he's all that in a bag of chips he's got just about every tech goaltending record you could ask for but if you've got a voice like jamie phillips that can see you and help you unlock another version of yourself that just like made him the animal I feel like he was. Yeah. I don't know. And just, he can certainly still get back there. I don't mean to like knock on Blake at all, but it does seem like that, that may have been an X factor up to this point, you know? Yep. And he, and he made some great saves and saved their butt a few times this weekend. Absolutely. Absolutely. But he also still gave up four on what? 50 ish shots. I think 54 shots. Um, so it's probably better than his season average. Um, uh, but it it'd be nice to have one of you know one of the things that would be nice is to have like a four nothing win you know it'd just be nice to have one of those carefree games instead of this uh you know nail biter to the end type stuff that we've been dealing with uh, but I'll take the wins I mean after a what oh four and three start we're now five hundred um I don't really know what our pairwise win percentage is but it's got to be pretty probably, I guess we're a little under five hundred there because we got two OT wins compared to one. OT loss, but um, to talk more about the CCHA overall, Michigan Tech, I think, is currently, are we second or third in the pairwise for the conference? I forget now. 
Augustana is ahead of us. Uh, and so is Minnesota State. And, and St. Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. So, so St. Thomas is the highest at 30th, um, followed by Augustana, Minnesota State, Michigan Tech at 36, 37, 39. Uh, Bemidji's down at 41. Lake State's 47, which is just ahead of Minnesota Duluth, David. You're down there at 48. <laughs> Uh, Northern Michigan's at 49. And then, I, you know, one thing that I'm happy about is you only have the two teams down at the bottom, Ferris State and Bowling Green. And yep. and they both have a chance, I think, to not be down there. Um, as much as it sucks that nobody's higher than 30 in the pairwise, it's nice to have, you know, seven of the nine teams at uh, 49 or better. Instead of having a handful, you know, a couple teams down at the bottom. Um, hopefully, yeah, somebody just, can go on a roll here and get up higher. But uh, you know, this is yeah, most it's nice that we team. only we only have a couple of like true bottom feeders. But like you said, it does kind of suck that our top end right now is right around the 30s, and that does kind of uh, lead us towards looking like a one bid conference this year. Yeah, especially when what Atlanta hockey has two teams in the top seven, no, top 20. Yeah, those first few 22. weeks of the CCHA out of conference really is just not stellar, not yeah, good stuff not from good. anybody. And it's and it, <laughs> yeah, it's not the problem. Isn't that some of the teams are bad? It's that all of the teams, like there was no team that had like the six and one non conference uh, schedule or something like that. To, yep, to really nobody pulled their weight this year. Like there was. Nope. I don't remember if it was last year or the year before, but I there was tech that was pretty much keeping the out of conference afloat for the CCHA. But yeah, there's usually it, one or two, and this year there yep. were none. And it also like we've we've probably beaten this point to death. I mean, what else is new? But um, <laughs> like the what I'm trying to get to is that it does suck that a lot of those out of conference games are at the beginning of the season, especially when we cheer for a team that's does like as most good teams are. They're designed to get better as the year goes on. And it's just the nature of college hockey. It's tough to fit in out-of-conference games later in the season. I get it, but it's just frustrating that we're not able to play some of these better teams when we're a better team ourselves. Yep. No, it, that's a broken record for sure. Um, yep. And it's a double-edged sword, too. It, it, it is probably one of the bigger, I don't know if I'd call it problems, but it's one of the bigger issues that seems to be repetitive with Joe is the team's tend to have slower starts which really hurts you in pairwise um you know maybe it would be better off if michigan tech had you know one more series early and then shifted one of these series a little later but i also get um like it's such a like obviously we want to make the tournament but we also want to win the mcnaughton cup sometime again in our lives right so you know the way the non-conference went and if they are actually on a positive swing here, makes it easier to win the McNaughton Cup when you didn't lose, you know, se- not win seven straight games in conference, right? Um, so that can help too, but it's hard. Hopefully the holiday tournaments go better for the CCHA and they can improve that a little bit. Um, one thing I want to point out to our listeners, um, I had this argument with a Gopher fan on Twitter today. If St. Thomas somehow wins the CCHA championship and does not get a waiver granted by the NCAA, the CCHA will award the auto bid to the championship game runner-up because St. Thomas is currently not eligible to play in the NCAA tournament. 
that obviously has no impact on their ability to win uh, the McNaughton Cup, and they will participate in the CCHA tournament um, and have a chance to win the Sour Cup too. So the Mason Cup or Mason yeah. Cup, sorry, yeah, it's Mason all good. Cup. Yep, and so uh, yeah, just wanted to point that out. A um, couple guys on Twitter were questioning me and then asking for my source, so I just tweeted at Perry, and he said, "Yeah, we're awarding it to second place if that happens." <laughs> <laughs> That's mm, tough to get it from a better. I was place, like, huh? uh, I don't know what better source I can do. I mean, I guess I could write an article and publish it and link to my own site, but um... then how how reputable do people think that is if you're in an argument and they're just like, "I never heard of this guy," and he's got a website and he published yep. it, like yep. you know, like, <laughs> yep. so, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about Minnesota State, CCHA, Michigan Tech? No, I just hope the turnaround continues and we, you know, we see a sweep this weekend. Yeah, me too. Um, I gotta say just, uh, maybe it's just, I'm starting to get old like you guys and I've got this like part of my brain that goes to the bad spot. Uh, there's, there's a <laughs> part of me that is fearful of splitting this weekend, but I think it's going to be a sweep. Honestly, that's, that's not something that's there are going to be teams that rise to the top and i don't think i saw somebody tweet out something where like the the ccha could end up in an eight-way tie for the mcnaughton and i don't think it's that bad but i do think i i i do think and i thought i heard this on the ccha show like i will not be surprised if the final standings are like 12 points from top to bottom or or 10 points from two to seven kind of thing that there's just not much differentiation and there's going to be a lot of battles right to the end for home ice uh just because i think it's going to be hard for any team to to take more than four points a weekend like it just that's kind of the nature of college hockey especially when you've got a bunch of teams that are pretty similar it's really hard to win both games um because it's hard to it's hard for player college age players to like catch their flaws when they win a game, and it's a lot easier for the the team that lost to make adjustments and and catch you off guard in the next game. So, um, which which goes to show just how big a deal it was that Michigan Tech went on the road and took five or six from Mankato. Um, you know that stuff just doesn't happen that often, and obviously had never happened before, even when you know Tyler Shalas was playing or we had some good teams in the mid 2000s uh yeah and like i got to campus for the 14 15 season so i got to see like that team the one that went 10 and 0 got the first number one ranking yeah um and minnesota state didn't let them have a single win all year despite the fact <laughs> that team was just that was yeah. the tech team that we had been waiting for for a very long time mm-hmm. thanks thanks to our recent temporary twitter follower <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shout out to Mel Pearson. Let us know if you choose to sign up as a patron. I, I was, I was the podcast. Yeah, I was laughing at the <laughs> at the follow, considering I think he still got my actual personal account blocked. So <laughs> I, I was, I was thought so too. I'm like, did he just like have a change of heart and like want to know what's going on in my personal life now? No. And then... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't, yeah, it's hard to, it it was hard to briefly... tell which one he followed, right? And then that you, was we... such a fun thing to have happen mid-show. That yeah. is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, David on Twitter called our new coach. Did you see we had a new coach hired today, Matt? Uh, I saw there was a new coach. They I hired did not see who uh, was, yeah. Nashville's last coach that they just fired this last off season. 
Uh, okay. I forget his name already. I'm in the wild chat right now just because someone tagged me for a Creed joke. Uh, John Hines is the new coach, and and, uh, and uh, David Cummings said, "Oh, great, we hired Voldemort." Look. <laughs> so yeah, good. Biddy's always funny. You can always at least give him that. <laughs> Shout out, Mister Bethlin. My favorite, my favorite tweet of his this weekend was, "The pairwise goes down to 48." <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Not used to seeing his bulldogs down that far. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about? No, I'm happy. No, I'm good. Especially because I am like the only one that's in Eastern time, and everyone else is recording in Central. We got to we got going at a nice early time today. We're tapping out at nine fifteen. I've got my whole evening ahead of me, and it's not midnight when I'm leaving. This was just great for me. I had a yeah. good time. Yeah, I'm happy for you, Matt. <laughs> you got a you got an early night. I think that's fine. One minute remaining in the podcast. Well, that should do it for this episode of the Chasing McNaughton podcast. Please check out our Patreon and join by visiting patreon.com slash techhockeyguide. Like our newest patron, Red Ridge, uh, did earlier this month. Patrons at our white level or above get question priority. Patrons at our black level or above receive extra podcast content, including extended versions of every podcast. Patrons at the gold level or above receive access to unfiltered YouTube video of our podcast each week. Uh, we also have a silver level that gets you the raw audio video or audio as soon as I get it up, which is usually uh, right after it's done uh, pot processing or the following morning, depending on how tired I am. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Chasing MacPod or at Tech Hockey Guide. You can submit questions through Twitter, Facebook, or our Patreon page. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find the podcast on your site of choice, please let us know. We'll make it happen. The more you rate and review and share, the more people we can reach. So tell your friends. If you give us a five-star rating, Dustin will read the review. You leave no matter what it says. So let's get some ratings and see what you guys have to say. Once again, thanks to our sponsors, Fibke Dental in Rhinelander, Wisconsin, Arcadia Insurance, which covers all the Midwest for home, auto, and boat-type insurance, and I'm sure more and Livonia Technical Services. Finally, thanks to the Thank You Notes for all the bumpers in this this week's episode. If you like what you hear, check them out at the thankyounotes.bandcamp.com. been listening to the chasing mcnaughton podcast presented by tech hockey guide covering the michigan tech huskies and the ccha